time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. And hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Neff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction, giving you a little bit of help and hope on your journey of faith. Nice to have all of you with us on the program today. And today we're going to talk about learning how to pray in our prayer life. And how's that going for you these days? And when you examine your prayer life, how has the uh, maybe the pandemic impacted your prayer? Maybe uh, drawn you closer to the Lord? Perhaps uh, the pain and suffering has pushed you away from God. And when you look at your prayer life, do you pray only when you need something, or is your prayer life a daily one-on-one encounter with Jesus in the good times and in the tough times, and are you still learning? When did you learn how to pray, and are you still learning how to pray? Well, we're going to talk about that today. Here to help us on the journey, our spiritual director, one of our regular contributors, back with us once again, Father Sam Martin. Father Martin is a priest in the Diocese of La Crosse, Wisconsin, pastor of Holy Name of Jesus Parish in Wausau. Father Sam Martin, welcome back. Uh, Great to have you back on the program today. Oh, I enjoy it, Chuck, being with you and our listeners. And uh, every time, it's uh, we can't script what's going to happen. The Holy Spirit knows, (laughs) and uh, we just uh, buckle up and follow along the best we can. You are so right. We have all of these notes in front of us, everyone. Uh, I've been sitting here for an hour thinking about the program today. Father Sam Martin's been doing the same thing. And then you call in with your story, and we have a great big detour sign put up in front of us, don't we? It's always amazing how this uh, works for us. And we love doing that. Uh, Hopefully we're uh, good enough and uh, smart enough that we can move where uh, the Holy Spirit takes us in these kinds of programs. But um, always a pleasure to uh, be on. On the program, first of all, and certainly with Father Sam Martin and with you and our listening audience, always uh, great to spend time with you. And we're going to talk about learning to pray today in our prayer life as we do every day. We'll open up our phone lines inviting you and our listening audience to join us. We hope some of you will do that and maybe a few of you will put up a detour sign for us as we move through the hour. We'll see how it goes. But Father Sam Martin, get us started talking about learning to pray. And uh, certainly we want to ask you and our listening audience, when did you learn how to pray? I've been thinking of about that, I'm not sure about that answer. Maybe you are, but uh, we'll get those phone lines uh, open here in just a moment. But learning to pray, start us off, though. What is prayer? Well, maybe the most succinct definition is uh, that used to say being in conversation with God. And we've all had experiences of uh, conversations that just, you know, inspire us and they give us life. And you, sometimes you think of the, uh, the mystical experience that St. Monica and her son, St. Augustine, had just before she died. And it just like time and space kind of collapsed, and there was just this foretaste of the communion that we haven't completely forgotten, original innocence, that once in a while there's something that it just uh, it invigorates or animates, it awakens something in us that otherwise is dormant, and that sort of a prayer life, that being in conversation with God and, and with his friends that are in this world, uh, future saints and so forth, hopefully that's all of us. Anyway, uh, it, it reminds us of who we are, where we came from, where we're going, and uh, it's a give and take. It's a language that uh, we don't always understand. God's ways are not our ways, and, 
and we're not great listeners. We like to talk, and we like to kind of get our, you know, opinion out there first, and and then as soon as we get what we want, we kind of move on or whatever. So it's something that's um, it's more of an art than a science. And uh, my ulterior motive here today, Chuck, is that I every parish, every school that is uh, dedicated to the faith, you always run into people that have a, a deep prayer life. And I wonder, how did they learn that? Where did that come from? Because if we can discover that, maybe we can teach uh, people how to pray a little better. I was a high school chaplain for 11 years, and that was always a goal, is to help them to have a prayer life. I think sometimes as Catholics we presume that people know Jesus, not just about him and not just in their head, but in their heart. But I think sometimes we, we go through the motions because it feels like everybody else is, you know, they know Jesus, and, well, we'd be afraid or ashamed to admit that maybe we don't know him so well. And that always is the fruit of prayer, being in conversation with God. And, and usually we start with Jesus, and maybe we get to the Father and finally the Holy Spirit if we uh, stick with it through a lifetime. But um, little tricks of the trade. I, I'd be uh, so happy if the Holy Spirit inspires people to call in. This is how I learned how to pray. This is when I started, and this is how I advanced, and this is how I got to the... You know, because today it's St. Teresa of Avila, so this is a, she's a doctor of the Church, and that makes her, you know, a gift to all of us universally. A doctor is somebody that wasn't just really holy, but also was a good teacher. And uh, she's a reforming saint, and all the true reform begins in our own hearts, and that's where we meet the Lord. That's where that conversation, that prayer happens in the depth of our being. And uh, she then writes this, you know, the interior castle and these different levels, and you're going to meet people, if you haven't already, that are kind of already that they're there, they're in this, this, you know, this communion with God uh, that's so deep and beautiful. And um, you know the stories, you know, Chuck, about St. John Vianney and this guy, that mm -hmm. old man that sat in the back of the church, and uh, somebody asked him what he was doing there, because he was there a lot. And he said, I, I just look at him, and he looks at me. And it was that kind of simple prayer that happens, what happens in couples that have been married a long time? and have gone through a lot of suffering, a lot of setbacks, and all the struggles of human existence, but by God's grace and their own cooperation, they survived it. They have a few scars, but they can be with each other, and there's a deep level of communication that's happening, and no words, and it's just a, a being, and that's, um, that points to what we want and what God wants to share with us. We're going to be married to God and be like Him for all the ages, uh, once we cross over, we pass over from this world. But we don't have to wait until then. Yeah, that's the great thing about <laughs> prayer is that we can learn to hear his voice and to understand some of the things that he says and, and then to follow him wherever uh, he goes. So anyway, that's a mouthful there, Chuck. And uh, you can tell that uh, I'm a much better talker than a listener. But uh, conversation with God, that's prayer, and it requires both. Father Sam Martin, our spiritual director, talking today about learning how to pray and uh, have prayer life, too. Let's open up our phone lines if you'd like to join us. It's a toll-free phone number. Into the studio today, 888-914-9149. Don't forget you can uh, email us, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. But how did you learn to pray? And wherever you are on the spectrum, however you would describe that today, when did uh, you realize that, uh, that that relationship with God was taking on a deeper meaning? 888-914-9149. 
So we'd love to hear your story. If you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. And you know what? Maybe you're struggling in your prayer life. If you'd like to talk about that today, we invite you to join us. The other thing that I always uh, would love to hear, and that maybe there's a why behind this, but when have you persevered in your prayer life, trusting in the Lord and his providence that he was leading you along the way and maybe through some dark times in your life? Again, toll-free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. So, Father Sam Martin, can we make the point when we talk about you know, this relationship being in conversation with God, uh, that there are, like any relationship, should we expect ups and downs? Should we expect moments when we feel incredibly close to God, and then times maybe when we wonder, where did he go? Is that all part of um, part of uh, our prayer life? Yeah, it, like any relationship, it passes through stages. They used to talk about marriage, you know, the kind of the honeymoon that that's what we want for all of our life, but that's just not realistic, you know, that we, God is the greatest romantic. I mean, God is love. It's not what he does, it's who he is. So he draws us to himself. And maybe we had those moments where we knew he was real, and then we're just moved to, to tears of joy. And God, you're just so good to me. I just can't believe you love me this much. And then we want to stay in that. That's called consolation, and it's wonderful. And anybody that's been married, you love the honeymoon is, is a beautiful part, and we never forget that. And there are different times where we revisit it. It's not like, well, that's over. Uh, you know, I'll never be that happy again. No, it, but it grows. It matures. And then those times where we, we know we're going to go through desolation, we just uh, can't exactly anticipate how. And we, I suppose we have a kind of inherent sense that, well, we'll, we'll get it. We'll, 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 we can handle this. We can do it. And the beauty beautiful element of faith is that we can't, you know, that we, uh, we, we just need help. And we, that's why the church is, a, as a mother, she's praying. And that's where our power of prayer helps each other. We can't see, we don't know uh, how it's all connected, but we rise or fall together. So I was talking about my grandma with the CCD students last night and how she always prayed for a priest in the family. She prayed the rosary every day for years, and uh, she died when I was 11. And so I, like other priests, you know, I have the the diamond from her wedding band that's in my uh, chalice. And each morning when I hold that chalice, I remember that, Grandma, your prayers helped me. And I know that you're with the Lord. And I know that you still help me. And that means that there's a, a kind of a debt to be paid, something to, you know, to, to show that I'm grateful for the gift, that I too must pray for others, people I might not know. And uh, someday we'll meet, you know, people in heaven that prayed for us. And, and people will come up to us and say, you prayed and it helped me through a dark moment in my life. So uh, we can't anticipate, but it's a, it's a necessary part of, of maturing. You know, if it was always easy, if we're always in consolation, oh my gosh, we, we'd never really be stretched for greater glory. So Jesus shows the depth of his love by giving up his life. A greater love than this no man has. And it, we see how he prays that, Father, that this cup might pass but not my will, your will be done. That they, he's being stretched now, this great darkness that, um, you know, is revealing in its own way the brilliance of the light. Uh, they used to say that the darkest night, you know, produces the most stars. And, um, and St. John of the Cross said the, light, the night is always darkest just before the dawn. Uh, so that all the saints will describe that this is a part of our human existence. It's not so much a punishment, but a preparation and when you find someone who is wise and kind and knows how to love sinners with the heart of Jesus, they've suffered inevitably. There's no way around it. There's the science of the saints and it's the necessity of suffering. So 
um, in your marriage and all those listening, you went through lots of things, things that you, if you'd known before you got married you were going to go through that, you would have said, no, thanks. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll just uh, sit this one out. But you're better for it. And that's the, that's the mystery of God's love that can take the worst things and refine our hearts. It's like, as I always think that life's like a big piece of sandpaper and it hurts. But we have some sharp edges. We've got some stuff that needs to be purified and, and perfected so that we can live in heaven. And uh, so we never really want to say, Lord, have at it, because you know, uh, if we've been through a few things, we think, oh, I don't know. But, uh, but we let the Lord say, your will be done. That this yeah. cup might pass, sure, I'd like that. But Lord, you know what you're doing. And so I give you permission to do what is necessary for me to be ready for heaven whenever that might come. Father Sam Martin is our spiritual director. If you are just joining us on The Inner Life today, talking about our prayer life and learning uh, to pray, and uh, we invite you to join us. So what's your story? How did you learn to pray in uh, your journey of faith? And are you still learning? Well, I want to talk about that a little bit today as well. But if you'd like to join us, a toll-free phone number, 888-914-9149, our email address. Yes, you can email us, innerlife at relevantradio.com. So did your grandma help you learn how to pray, Father? Oh, I remember that we uh, we used to go different trips once in a while. We'd pick up Grandma, or uh, she'd be at her uh, assisted living, or eventually in the nursing home, and and she did have that rosary, you know, and uh, she prayed it slow. And I think that uh, it was my dad had a different cadence. You know, it's hard for us to pray in unison sometimes, but uh, oh, I know that she did, and my other grandma the same thing. And uh, whenever I used to do a little assignment for the high school seniors, I'd say, who's the greatest spiritual influence in your life? Who is the one that you'd say you really look up to? And almost without fail, I'd say about 90% of the time, the kids would mention their grandparents, that they could see in their grandma or the grandpa someone that had a, a real faith, a real devotion to the mother of God and a real love for Jesus, and uh, that always stood out. So I know that sometimes we get older and we wish we could do more, but our example, there are little people that are watching, and sometimes it seems that faith, it almost kind of jumps over a generation. But um, if you're a spiritual a grandma or a grandpa, uh, you are a witness and a very powerful one. And, uh, you know, that was always something that um, when I would have mass at the nursing homes before COVID and all that, you always want people to understand that um, it's that old insight about we're human beings and we can pray. And even if we can't do anything else, we're not productive in any other uh, definition of the word, Oh, we are working and uh, drawing graces, especially for those little ones who are watching us uh, more than we know. Hmm. Did you ever realize that maybe your your grandmothers were uh, struggling a bit in their prayer life? Well, you don't imagine that when you're a kid. You know, you think everybody else has kind of got it figured out. And uh, and then when it, it hits for the first time, I probably in college I was really struggling and and then you worry that you're losing your mind or that nobody else could ever go through these things. And then you start to grow again and you start to see that everyone, you know, I mean, some of us, uh, you know, you get your ducks in a row and you put on a good facade, but uh, all human beings struggle, they suffer, they, we all experience loneliness and fear, and that can lead to anger. And then, of course, we don't really know how to grieve or, or to be vulnerable, so then we, um, we hide those things. And and that's the beauty of prayer is it teaches us to, we can bring it all. Like, well, can I be sad? Can I be angry? 
can I really just lay it on the line with the Lord? Well, you should. <laughs> you don't have to, well, Lord, everything's wonderful, so uh, I guess uh, you're really lucky to have a guy like me because I'm a low-maintenance human being. No, <laughs> no, we say, Lord, I just, I remember when I would be praying in high school, it was usually so I have a good basketball game, and needless to say, that didn't work out. So, <laughs> but I, uh, And I would teach my students that, you know, when we begin to pray, it's usually about what we want. You know, which is how we're, you know, that's where we're at right then. And But if we pray long enough and we let God refine that, pretty soon we find ourselves praying for others and thinking about others. And I said, that's the beginning of love. I, we have to start out where we're at. So, Lord, just make me a good this, or just help me to do well on this. Or well, Those are not terrible things to pray for, but as we get older, we... Uh, our prayer looks more and more like Jesus, who was a being for others. I mean, he's always praying, you know, that uh, that all may be one, Father, even as you and I are one. He's not praying for himself. He's praying for us, and he knows he can see all of what's coming and all the divisions and all the sadness. He could see what we're experiencing right now in 2020. He knew that uh, a little bit of suffering can drive us apart. Or we could turn to him, and then that suffering becomes holy. It becomes an encounter with the God who suffers, but who has conquered the world by his cross. And so for him, suffering is holy. For us, yuck. <laughs> and it comes, and that's why we sometimes we avoid prayer, because we feel like, well, I'm not any good at it. Well, who is, really? I mean, we should never judge those things. It's, uh, the prayer is like the tortoise and the hare. You know, you just hang in there, you know. It's, uh, you'll get there, and uh, in the end, you'll see that it was better to go slow, because... Uh, it emptied us of ourselves. Yeah. We might not have been good at it, but God, he did it for us. It was his gift to us, and we were persevering, and he rewarded us so that we're not full of ourselves, like, well, I pray this many times a day, and I tithe, and I fast, and oh, well, aren't you wonderful? <laughs> the world really uh, is you know, changed by people like that, which is all of us uh, on some level, but prayer, it empties us of ourselves. So we, yeah. we don't think less of ourselves, but we just don't find that we're thinking about ourselves much at all. We're thinking about others and about God and what he has in store for us. We are talking today about our prayer life and how's that going for you these days? And the other question, how and when did you learn how to pray? We'd love to hear the story. Father Sam Martin is our spiritual director. If you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is today's Gospel reading from the New American Bible. Luke, chapter 11, verses 47 through 54. The Lord said, Woe to you who build the memorials of the prophets whom your fathers killed. Consequently, you bear witness and give consent to the deeds of your ancestors, for they killed them, and you do the building. Therefore the wisdom of God said, I will send to them prophets and apostles. Some of them they will kill and persecute, in order that this generation might be charged with the blood of all the prophets shed since the foundation of the world, from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who died between the altar and the temple building. Yes, I tell you, this generation will be charged with their blood. Woe to you, scholars of the law! You have taken away the key of knowledge. You yourselves did not enter, and you stopped those trying to enter. When Jesus left, 
the scribes and Pharisees began to act with hostility toward him and to interrogate him about many things, for they were plotting to catch him at something he might say. You can find all the daily readings at relevantradio.com slash gospel or tap the prayer tab on the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Inner Life Show or email us innerlife at relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Great to have all of you with us on The Inner Life today. Chuck Neff, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz. Jake Moore answering your phone calls today. And Father Sam Martin, our spiritual director. Father Martin is the pastor of Holy Name of Jesus in Wausau, Wisconsin, that in the Diocese of La Crosse. Talking today about our prayer life and learning how to pray. Phone lines are open if you'd like to join us. Certainly, if you're maybe you're struggling in your prayer life, uh, we would uh, certainly invite you to join us on the program today, but also, how did you learn to pray? Maybe there was somebody who was really a big influence in uh, your journey of faith who helped you and uh, maybe taught you how to pray. We'd love to hear that story as well. Again, toll-free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149, our email address, centerlifeatrelevantradio.com. So, Father Sam Martin, let's uh, get to some phone calls, uh, lots of them today. Donna, listening in Jacksonville, Florida, you're up first, and it's nice to have have you on the program today. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, the first thing I want to say is um, thank you so much for Catholic Radio. I don't know if you know what a great ministry and service you are doing to for all of us. I, it, it's just an incredible gift. So thank you. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you for being a faithful listener. We appreciate you, your kind words. So thank you. Anyway, go ahead. I know you have a question You're for welcome. Father Martin. Um, sure. I guess I find myself in the um, desolation part of things these days. Um, I feel very um, overwhelmed and discouraged with, um, I guess, the same way many or most people are feeling with the election coming up and um, the pandemic. And I'm just struggling. I, I Prior to the churches being closed, I was going to daily Mass. I had a pretty good um, practice and prayer life, and I really am just kind of lost right now and don't really know how to get back into things. Yeah, and it's a fairly universal experience that you described, Donna, so we're grateful that you call in. And uh, we don't fix each other, but sometimes uh, the spiritual life I was just <laughs> listening to during the break, St. Teresa of Avila, how she went through the dryness uh, and how a book kind of helped her mind to you know, kind of quiet itself. And it was a discipline that she practiced in it for the 18 years where she just couldn't really pray well, That at least she didn't think she was. Uh, that book was a means to restore some of the balance and, and to kind of quiet her senses so she could enter that deeper communion. And so that's what happens is that things can jar us. I mean, we can just be doing okay. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, what happened? What went wrong? And we might be able to pinpoint uh, it was an event or it was uh, something that, you know, a struggle with temptation or whatever. But other times we can't. It's, when we were kids, we had this old top that you could wind up, and, man, that thing would really spin. But um, if you bumped it 
the inevitable was going to happen. You know, it was going to go down, and uh, you couldn't restore its own balance. And that happens to us. And so we we acknowledge it. You're aware that uh, something is awry, uh, and all these things that are kind of working against us now that are sources of fear and frustration and unrest and sadness, anger, the whole business. I mean, I I was saying that I I had to pray so much, uh, and I still do, just to kind of get back to uh, some equilibrium, just some balance to say that really nothing has changed. You know, I mean, on one level, you know, we were born, and someday we'll be born again. And that that those things uh, are the source of hope for us. That's what we're preparing for. And here we have no lasting city. And uh, I was talking about Ephesus this morning, the first reading, and, and that's uh, it's just ruins now. And that's true of anything and everything about this world. But, but we put our, our trust in the Lord. And uh, so as human as we are, what you're going through is very normal. And what we can do is not only acknowledge, uh, but then we give it over to the Lord Jesus I want to be close to you. I, perfect love casts out fear, and, and that's who you are. You are perfect love, and, but I, I'm afraid, or I, I don't know, have I done something wrong? And once in a while, I mean, there could be a diagnostic test that the Holy Spirit helps us to run, and, oh, okay, we're, you know, we've done this, we put something else ahead of God, or, or we're not getting sufficient rest. Or, this much is certain, is that we're just like that old top. It doesn't take much, a little bump, and uh, now we... We kind of need to be restored to health, and that's what Jesus does. So um, a lot of people will find they'll kind of maybe increase, you know, that in desolation, uh, St. Ignatius of Loyola would say you pray more in those times and, and don't pray more when things are going well. You know, don't extend the, the time that you've allotted to prayer because, oh, it's just I want to be with you forever. No, <clears throat> you go home and, and, you know, make a meal for the children or whatever, but, <clears throat> excuse me, but... Um, it's in desolation that we, you know, that's where we're being stretched. And typically, it's a good sign. Something is coming, uh, something beautiful. And uh, St. John Vianney would talk about how the temptations would come or uh, in dryness in prayer. And he always thought, well, there's a big fish on, is what he used to say. It, uh, and then, sh- sure enough, some great conversion would happen in this parish. Uh, someone had been away from the sacraments for 50 years or an inveterate enemy of the church. So what you're going through, Donna, is uh, it's an opportunity to, and it's very normal, uh, and you're acknowledging it here in the light. That's where God lives. So if you talk about it with someone who can give some advice, uh, you could have called in on a better day and got a better priest, but, well, what can we do anyway? But um, in the light is where God lives, and, uh, and he works in the darkness when we don't tell anybody and we feel like we're the only one, or uh, maybe I've done something to deserve this, or, or it's over for me, I'll never get back to... Well, the goal isn't to get back to where you were. God never, he doesn't go back. He said, put your hand to the plow, we're going forward. And uh, that's always the goal. And like Heraclitus said, you can't put your foot in the same river twice. That river's already gone. So sometimes we maybe have to have God make a minor adjustment about our expectation, too. I just want to get back to the way things were. Well, like in any relationship, I mean, I don't think that's always possible. Maybe it's not the right goal. Lord, I want to be with you. I want to be close to you. I, I want to experience your love and believe in your love. And even when I don't feel your love, I still I want to, deep down, where I'm alone with you in my soul, I want to have that conviction that I am loved by you. And in your cross and resurrection, I'm redeemed by you, too, that you have purchased my soul. 
and I want to believe that and live in the light of that hope. And uh, even though this is hard right now, Lord, I know you can draw some good from it. Has it been a, just the last six months or so, Donna, or has it been longer than that? Or? Um, most, mostly the last six months. Um, it seems like there's so much um, almost hatred for Christians these days. And, I, you know, and I tell myself, Jesus was hated, and he told us we would be hated in his name, so that this is expected. <laughs> and, but I'm just not as tough as he was. <laughs> well, it's really well, um, disconcerting. And, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, it's, it's like really Peter, disconcerting you know, and disheartening. Right. It's all of that, and sometimes even more so. But uh, like Peter, don't look, at the, you know, don't look at the stormy sea. Just look at Jesus. I, I think, you know, sometimes... There are mm-hmm. sources of unrest that we're allowing into our life, and we could, you know, do ourselves a favor, turn it off, look away, you know, don't, because mm-hmm. uh, that's the devil. Look over here, look over here, he gets us all upset, and it's like, it's over, and the d- demons of futility are telling us that you're wasting your time. Well, I mean, there's so many demons of futility because they think that there's strength in number, and they'll just convince us, but they're all lying. It's, I mean, it is over, they're right. Jesus has conquered by his cross, he set us free. And he, yeah, he said, in the world you're going to have trouble, uh, but do not fear, I've overcome the world. And how did he do it? He forgave a world that wasn't even repentant, not then and not now, but he still <laughs> forgives. And he wants us, he asks us to trust in him. And so I, I know I have to be careful. Yeah, don't look too close. <laughs> you, know, don't, uh, you know, like, oh, it's like Chicken Little is everywhere these days. The sky is falling. Yep, <laughs> yep, it, uh, it's, it's going to fall. And, uh, but... And if they're going to come after us, well, the, the Christians that died for their faith, and there have been thousands and thousands of them, they were given a grace, and they would be the first to say that that was God's gift to me. I couldn't have done that. I never would have anticipated that in that moment I could have done something that showed Jesus to the world. So we don't have to worry about that. And if it comes, well, the Lord will be there, and he'll help us through it. And anyway, uh, it's in dying that we're born to eternal life. So we're going to go home sooner or later. And if it's sooner, well, your will be done, Lord, I guess. Uh, we're not in control. And, uh, and maybe that's the good lesson is that we're not in control. And that's better because when we think that we are, uh, we make a train wreck of things. So now it's clear that we're not, and uh, that's okay. We'll let the Lord lead us, and with his help we'll try to follow. But um, thanks, Donna, for your uh, witness to the desolation that is a part of our life. Yeah, and so Donna, does that help you uh, today? Does that help you to know, uh, as uh, Father Martin was talking about, you're not alone in this. There's a lot of great saints who have been through and go through the same things. It does help me. It it actually moved me to tears, and they were good tears for once of recent. So um, I, I really do appreciate it. And I do look to the saints, but then, you know, just like everybody, I know I'm, I can't even compare to them. So who am I to <laughs> try to yeah, say what know, I'm going through is something they yeah. went through? It reminds me, Donna, St. Francis of Assisi, you know, that uh, at the end of his life, they kind of took over his order and they started to reform it. But um, they just knew that he was an impossible act to follow. So imagine that your whole life's work is, is taken while you're still alive to see it and changed against your will. And they're like, so that's not what I wanted. And he suffered. They said it was the deepest dark night he ever went through. And it would lasted for months. And, and then he had this experience that Jesus appeared to him and said, My little poor man, is not your order my order? 
is not, you know, my love for you, isn't it enough for you that I will always watch out for your order that you established, but it was my gift to you. And then Francis could let it go. He could let all of it and put it in God's hands. But even the greatest saints, that they, they had to suffer. They, we get so attached to the way we thought things were going to be, and we wanted the world that, and, well, it was never our world. And letting it go is a dying, and it's a painful thing. And all the saints that ever lived, they know it well. And someday, when we get to meet them and live with Jesus, I sure hope, and we'll be able to chuckle about it and say, man, that was quite a trip down there, huh? Oh, yeah, let me tell you how the Lord saved me. Wow, you too, yes, all of us. We all were saved and washed by the blood of a lamb, a little lamb, defenseless, or so it seemed. And that's where the devil was duped. He, he didn't see it coming, and he lost forever. Yeah. Donna, God bless you. Thanks uh, for joining us. Uh, I want to get to some more phone calls. But, uh, Father, when when we're feeling, to use her words, uh, lost and feeling the desolation, I think sometimes we just kind of clam up. We just kind of maybe don't want to talk about it. But it, are those the kinds of things we should take into our prayer life? Name it. Lord, here's where I am. I feel lost. The desolation is overwhelming. And just present it to the Lord in those moments. Yeah, I, I always have this uh, this image from uh, Finding Nemo. There's a blowfish, and once he gets upset, he's just, oh, there I go. And he just, you know, and then there's like, there's no reasoning with a blowfish. Well, I mean, of course, they're being personified. But once we lose that inner peace, then we quickly, it's, uh, we just get so discouraged. And this is all human stuff. It's all part of, of a, a broken, wounded race of, of you know, uh, God's children, but wounded, not destroyed. And it's out of the brokenness. Uh, how else but through the cracks could the light come in, right? They used to say, and, and uh, Oscar Wilde from his prison cell, that uh, if not for a broken heart, how could we really let the Lord in, you know, through our, our struggles? So we, uh, we want to pray in, with honesty. <laughs> you know, that, I mean, you, you read things about like Mother Teresa of Calcutta where she said, Jesus, you've gone too far now. Now you've crossed the line. <laughs> and her Teresa of Avila that everybody knows about, you know, if you, this is the way you treat your friends, no wonder you have so few of them, Lord. I mean, are you kidding me? So they prayed with great candor, not disrespectful. They loved Jesus with their whole heart. That's why they were disappointed, that they put every hope that they had in him. And now it's not going the way. And you promised, Lord. Well, he said, my ways are not your ways. You're not going to like some of the things that I'm going to permit. But it's only for your glory. And like Peter, you're going to be led where you'd rather not go. And we think, well, that's him. That's not me. Uh, no, this is the Christian life, a God who is not afraid to suffer. Even though we are, he's not, and he'll help us. But if we can name it and uh, be honest about it, like, how are things going? Great, never better. <laughs> we like to keep things on the surface. You're getting too close. I don't want you to see the mess that's in my heart. Well, why not? You want to keep that mess there forever? Or you want to, with God's help, maybe work through that and see what we can learn from that? And uh, that's a recipe for real holiness. Yeah. Father Sam Martin is our spiritual director talking today about our prayer life. And maybe you're struggling right now, but how did you learn how to pray? We'd love to hear the story. Who was that person who really touched your life and led you into a deeper prayer life? Toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We'll get to your phone calls coming up.
Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Inner Life Show or email us at relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. And welcome back. Thanks for joining us on the program today. Father Sam Martin is our spiritual director. Father Martin is a priest in the Diocese of La Crosse, Wisconsin, pastor of Holy Name of Jesus Parish, uh, that located in Wausau, talking about our prayer life today. And uh, I'm going to get to some phone calls, but just real quick, our election fast approaching less than three weeks away. Just want want to remind you about Father Rocky's new ebook, Vote Your Conscience. Uh, This will help you learn how to form your conscience around truth, beauty, goodness, and Catholic teaching, and then to use your well-formed conscience in all areas of your life to make moral choices, including voting. Father Rocky's ebook is free. All you have to do is go to the website, relevantradio.com slash vote. Sign up also on the Relevant Radio app. After you download your copy of Vote Your Conscience, invite your family and friends to sign up as well and get their own copy. This knowledge is meant to be shared. Again, your free copy of Vote Your Conscience, you can get that today. Just go to relevantradio.com slash vote or Sign up on the Relevant Radio app. Father Sam Martin, our spiritual director, talking about our prayer life today. Back to the phones and Jill listening in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. I love saying that name. But hey, it's uh, great to have you and thanks for waiting. Welcome to the program. Hello. It's nice uh, nice to talk to you, Chuck and Father Martin. Um, I'm a longtime listener, 10 plus years, maybe however long you've been around, 15, I don't know. Um, so I'm a longtime listener, first time caller. And I was driving, and I heard the topic, and I thought, oh, I really have to call and share um, my experience, because it really has sort of changed my life and how I'm praying. So, um, yeah. Should I just jump in? (laughs) Just jump right in there. We'd love to hear it. Okay. So my story is my husband died unexpectedly uh, two and a half years ago at 46, and I have four kids. And probably the first year, um, I was in shock. And then when I started to come out of the shock, um, probably like last summer and fall, I found this, I was in this place of um, um, just not being so worried about the future, like not knowing, you know, having had, a, having had my husband, uh, of course, things were uncertain. You know, you never know what life is going to bring you. But I didn't have him. And so that wasn't certain anymore. And so I, I, I found myself feeling um, lonely and anxious and just very worried about the future. And then uh, I went on a retreat um, to the Oshkosh uh, Jesuit Retreat House, and I met with um, Father Shield for um, spiritual direction, and I was kind of sharing my story. And what he said to me was, what you really need to do is wake up and have coffee with God. And so what I started to do last October, and I've pretty much continued, I I have fallen off a little bit, but then I always come back, um, is I do wake up, I set my alarm early, and um, sometimes an hour, and I go make my coffee, and um, I go back in bed, and I say, good morning, God, and I, I literally have coffee with God. And it has changed my prayer life in the way that I feel like I have a more of a relationship with God than I did before as Catholic. Uh, prayed my whole life, but it's more of a relationship, and, and, and really what I'm saying to God during that, if it's 15 minutes or an hour or however long I have, is what I bring to Him is I, I ask for Him, instead of being worried about tomorrow or in a month or, you know, what's going on, I really am asking Him, what is His will for me today? 
and that's really sort of my focus. And then I try to also, it's my time to also thank God because I have many wonderful, beautiful people in my life and so many ways that God has revealed himself to me, um, even through the loss of my husband. Um, one of the things you said, Father Martin, was um, if it wasn't for a broken heart, the, the Lord, would just how could you let the Lord in? And I really feel like, you know, the loss of my husband, even though I was a very spiritual and faithful person before, I have been able to see such blessings in my life, even even with losing my husband unexpectedly. So I just wanted to share that. That's basically my story. <laughs> wow. It's beautiful. It's, um, you know, first, of course, we remember to pray for your husband, that he can have his rest and... and um, you know, all the sorrows that you and your children have gone through, but um, only our good, great God could draw something you know, so holy from something so uh, devastating. And oftentimes it's um, suffering reveals depths that are in us that we just don't know are there. And uh, no doubt you prayed, you had a relationship with the Lord before, but uh, it's more personal now. He's more real to you. Yes. And um, that you can thank Him is uh, is the shock of our faith that you know you'd have every right to be bitter sad angry uh, misunderstanding you'd, you'd have every right to you know to kind of keep that and and then just to manage life to handle it and pretend that i'm okay and uh, but you haven't uh you know you went on a retreat mm-hmm. which is a that's a vulnerable place for us you know there's things are going to happen there that's what jesus he says come away by yourselves to a quiet place and and you learned how to rest in him and um, God has a way of slowing our life down. At, uh, what about next week? What about next year? What about my kids? And what about their future? And what about yes. the Lord? The Lord says, "Well, how about today? You know, it, why not be grateful that you have these children, and and you know that you had that family together for a while, and it wasn't going to be forever anyway. And and so God starts to to draw good from the hurt because you were able to to bring that to Him, and." Uh, I think we're afraid uh, of lots of things, but um, it's maybe that fear that leads us outside of ourselves. Finally, we're just tired of living with it. And um, leave it to a Jesuit to have you wake up with coffee. Uh, you know, <laughs> if it was a, a Benedictine from Great Britain, it'd be tea. But anyway, I'm a coffee man myself. And uh, but it, I think your your whole experience, Jill, is that it became, you know, a real friendship, uh, and that's a give and take. It's not, in this case, between equals, but Jesus himself, it's his divine initiative. He chose us, and he said, I, I call you my friends. We don't have any right to be a friend of a supreme being, but that's his gift to us, and you're receiving that. And um, it gives a lot of people hope, Jill, that your testimony says that, because I know others that have gone through terrible things, unfair things, and I know not everybody responds the way that you have, but they could. With God's help, they could. They They might not experience it the same way that you have but you're a sign that of what god can do in the very sad difficult circumstances so um, yeah. and for your kids too uh they each have to process depending on the age that they are and so forth all the ways that they have to go through that and you have an ability now jill to kind of teach that that how do you talk to god mama i mean how do you i'm still angry at him i still don't understand everyone else their families are different than ours and well, then you can be a witness that I don't understand all of it either, but I know that God is good, and he helps me, and he says there's still a life to live, and your dad would want you to, 
to do the best you can with the life that God gave you. And you can be uh, a beautiful witness to that, Jill. So um, yeah. for a first-time caller, you just hit a <laughs> you hit it right out of the park. Yeah, you really did. Jill, God bless you. Thanks uh, for calling in. Call in any time. We appreciate uh, really a beautiful, beautiful story uh, today. Thanks uh, so much. Father Sam Martin, our spiritual director, talking about our prayer life. Let's head to Texas. Juan is listening there. Hi, Juan. Welcome to the program today. Hi, thank you for taking my phone call. Um, my question is is, is that um, I, I uh, wake up every morning. Uh, I pray every day, but I'm, I'm kind of praying out of just, you know, reading the prayers and, and, and going through all the prayers I, I think I need to read. But I, my question is, is, is it, is it I, I guess uh, I'm not feeling like I'm, I'm doing it out of my heart. I'm just reading. If, if that's, I mean, is that the proper way to pray or, or I'm still learning how to pray? <laughs> Well, me too, Juan, and that's the good news, is that uh, we'll never have it mastered, but uh, we can get a good start, and the way you describe prayer is that's how most of us begin, and, you know, I think that God then, He's the one that kind of leads. It's not like, well, we tell Him that we're going to take the, we're going to move to the next stage now. He's going to make some arrangements, uh, some things in our life, and, and our own attitude, our heart. It sounds like you're ready, you want to, like, Lord, if, if there's a way to be closer to you, uh, there's a different ways of meditating, you know, and these are things, maybe you go on a retreat sometime, Juan, because uh, those can be even just a weekend retreat or a one-day thing. Or Once we get out of our, our comfort zone a little bit, sometimes we're just a little more disposed, more uh, available to God, and a lot can happen in a short amount of time. And so we learn, for example, to pray in silence. We, uh, we can read a little scripture, and then we just set it down, and where our heart rests, we might just get to something that, oh, that's beautiful. And then we just set the, you know, where our heart is resting, that's where the Holy Spirit's going to move now. And then we start to see the scriptures, Jesus, our own life, others, from a whole different uh, vantage point. It's, uh, you know, nothing has changed, and yet everything has in a way. And a person that prays is, um, faith is a way of seeing. And it's a way of seeing with the eyes of our heart and our soul. It's the way that God sees. You remember, he said to Samuel, not as man sees, does God see. And so prayer is training us. And the first person you're going to learn to see in a different way is yourself, Juan. That's a, you know, Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. And that's why prayer is so hard, is that we're really not all that comfortable just being by ourselves. So we stay distracted, get on my phone, get on the TV, or do this. We just, we don't abide our own uh, presence all that well. And so then God's presence... Um, we're not exactly sure to how to handle that either. But, one, all it takes for prayer, really, is someone like you, uh, someone who's already started and is willing, Lord, show me. I mean, I, uh, there are little tricks of the trade, little things we learn from the saints. Uh, so that's why people will read about different saints, and you'll find some of them are a lot like you, and they'll inspire you, and they'll pray for you, and uh, pretty soon you'll take some steps. Um, so you're doing everything right, as far as I can tell, Juan. And, uh, yeah. but you know, you're on the path. It's just how far will we go? Well, let's find out. Let's see how far we can get before the Lord says, time to go home. Well, we, uh, we won't regret any little step that we've taken. It may have seemed little and not enough, but not to God. Never take yeah. little things are important to God. 
Yeah. Juan, thanks for the call. Let me tell you, my friend, you're not alone. It's so interesting that he would uh, get into the program today, uh, Father Martin, in terms of, I can remember three or four months ago, sitting, praying, and think, it just feels like I'm just reading words. I'm just trying to get through Psalm 95, you know, not really paying attention to the words. And, um, and so I think that, yeah, maybe we all go through that. But again, to be able to bring that to prayer. And uh, the other question that I wanted to ask no matter where we are on our on our life of, of, of faith journey and our prayer life uh, is this a time today no matter where we are to say I want to grow in my prayer life I want to grow deeper in my prayer life and ask the Lord to help us do that it's a great opportunity I mean I think that the circumstances are such that uh, when we were in seminary there was a second year retreat called intensive spiritual growth period I said well that's where we're at in human history this is an intensive spiritual growth period, potentially. I mean, this it's the cross, it's suffering, it's confusion, it's dissension, division. All those things are, are a recipe for disaster or a recipe for heroic holiness. That's what we call the saints. They live that way, and their circumstances help them. These circumstances, by God's grace, can help us too. Indeed. Father Sam Martin, our spiritual director. Sorry we couldn't get to all of our phone calls today. We have to wrap things up. And, Father, we do like to close with a final blessing for all of our listeners. May God bless, guide, and protect each one of you. May you learn to listen to his voice and find the truth that will set you free. May God bless you now and always, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Sam Martin, always a pleasure to have you on the program. Thanks for joining us today. And uh, thanks to all of you, wherever you're listening today, for taking a little bit of time in uh, your journey to join us here on The Inner Life today. Stay tuned. We are celebrating Mass uh, at the top of the hour. Don't forget, 1230 Central, The Faith Explained with Cale Clark. We're back tomorrow. Hope to see you then.